Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Sean Braxton from D1 Training in Peachtree City, Georgia. Welcome to the show, Sean. How are you today? Thank you. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm awesome. Super excited to have you on. Um, excited to dive into the business. Um, but before we do that, first, um, tell us about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Um, I had been in IT for 26 years, and last year uh, it was just time to stop. Retired from that officially, and was just kind of looking for the next move. Um, our sons are, are graduating this year. They're both uh, um, athletes, getting ready to go off to play baseball and and football, respectively, and. Um, you know, it's like I want to stay. We wanted to stay connected. Uh, it always been a dream of mine to open a training facility, and um, I came across D one about three days after I, I retired, and um, just began doing some research on it and looked at, hey, you know, why recreate the wheel when they have a good model in place already? And that was the beginning of it. And uh, we signed our franchise agreement uh, December thirtieth of last year, and um, opened up in March of this year. That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I love that you went with a franchise. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about D1 training. So if someone's never heard of it um, or they're not familiar um, for the listeners, tell us kind of what you offer, um, services, what, can, what you can expect from going into a D1. Yeah, well, our motto is the place for the athlete. Um, and we consider an athlete anybody with blood in their body and a goal, right? If they're willing to get out there and, and do some work, we can help them get there. So you set the goal, we help you get there. Um, we uh, train individuals from age seven all the way up through adults. Um, we're, we're, you know, one of the few um, uh, training facilities or training franchises that actually train uh, youth of that age, uh, that young. So we really start young and try to get them understanding uh, how to use their bodies properly all the way up. So we've got the novice all the way up to the very advanced um, athlete. Uh, we've worked with collegiate athletes. We work with uh, pro athletes as well, uh, predominantly within baseball, because we actually are co-located in a, uh, a baseball training facility. And so with that, uh, we've been able to train, you know, quite a few athletes at all different levels. Um, we also have an ability to help in areas of confidence. I think, you know, the thing that we provide is a very nurturing, uh, encouraging type of uh, workout facility. Um, matter of fact, this morning I was uh, I was speaking with someone uh, that was looking at our our, at our facility and they said one of the things that we like about you all they, um, is that you guys are so kind right and that was the thing that they had heard from other clientele is that we're nice right we don't just stay in your face and yell and scream um and like you have in certain other other facilities we have a real encouraging type of environment and um and it helps you to to want to come back and to want to train even though the the workout is rigorous and it's hard yeah, absolutely. I think there's there's a time and place for being, you know, aggressive in a coaching atmosphere. But yeah, for most people, most general population, they don't want to come in and be screamed at. They just want a really good workout. So yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. So how many members do you guys currently have in the facility? Yeah, we have 152 uh, on our annual membership. And then we have about 20 um, that are on membership packs. And then we have another 10 or 12, I think it's right around 10 now, um, that are doing uh, one-on-ones. Uh, as well. So we have uh, multiple ways of doing things. Um, and we also just inked a partnership with one of the uh, largest high schools here in the, actually the largest high school in the area. 
um, where we will be training their um, seventh period strength and conditioning class once per week uh, on just working primarily on explosion. Uh, we also have their administrative staff uh, training with us. So the awesome. AD and the principal, two vice principals and two other staff uh, actually training with us as well. So we have a really good partnership with them. Yeah, I love to hear that you're getting into schools. I know like growing up in sports, you know, the weightlifting coach was also like the basketball coach and didn't know how to teach a proper squad and people would get injured. And so I love to hear that you're going into the schools and, and starting with young kids and helping them, you know, be the best athlete that they can be. I think that's, that's really cool and unique. Um, so what are your goals going forward with the gym? Like you mentioned to me, you opened up in March, so still relatively fresh and new, but um, what are the current goals? Yeah, you know, our first goal really is to um, we want to get to about 300 members. That's that's one of our goals from a financial perspective, mm-hmm. um, just being able to service the community uh, at that level. Um, as we are already getting into the schools uh, and some of the local um, uh, volleyball, um, tr- club volleyball, club baseball, um, as well, travel baseball, excuse me, not club, but travel baseball, um, looking at trying to get further into them. Uh, we really are working hard. Um, to gain a reputation um, that uh, that we're really community oriented. Uh, we've done a lot of sponsorships uh, in the first year, <clears throat> excuse me, to really help uh, get our name out there. Uh, not, a few people knew who D1 was because of the franchise name. And they had come from other parts of the country and had seen that. And so they you know, kind of came on board early in the process. Um, but because we have local gyms here already that, uh, that have been in the area, we really had to do a lot to, to get our reputation, um, to where it is now. And, and part of that was just sponsoring everyone we could, we could sponsor, uh, when we got going. Um, but down that has paid some dividends, um, because we see our shirts everywhere in town. Um, we have people calling us unsolicited as well as from our, our marketing that we're doing. Um, so it's been working, um, so far, um, Long-term goal uh, is to have uh, three gyms, um, one on the south side of town, um, which would be in our Henry County area, and any other one on the western side, which would be the Davidson, uh, excuse me, the um, Douglasville area uh, as well. Those are our future goals. Hopefully, once we get this one kind of solidified and, and moving in the right direction, uh, we will we'll embark upon that um, maybe in about two and a half to three years. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's a great goal. Um, I like that you're growth minded. What are you doing now? Um, you mentioned marketing and the sponsorships. Um, what are you doing now for marketing outside of you yeah. know, the sponsorships? Yeah, so we do a lot of paid uh, paid advertising. So paid okay. social, a lot of paid social. Um, we work with two different agencies right now. One kind of works um, primarily on the youth aspect and the other uh, has been really helping us to, to gain some footage with the adults. Uh, and with that, our adult clientele has started to grow. Um, unfortunately, I think people first start thought that we only did kids. And so a lot of the adults weren't coming in. So we, we really moved in that direction. Um, we do our organic social as well. Um, we do some local, um, they have a local media um, that you can you know, enroll in to have your name on a TV screen uh, at uh, some of the local establishments. So we do that. Uh, we're looking to do a local movie, uh, local, local movie uh, uh, theater as well, and and have that advertising going. Um, hopefully, relatively soon. I was trying to get back in contact with the corporate to get that going too, um, because as people were starting to go back to the movies, we were hearing that uh, they, they were looking at 
you know, some of the ads and, and some of the local establishments were starting to utilize that. So um, yeah. that's a area that we're doing. We we sponsor yeah. we sponsor a lot of local T-shirts as well um, for local schools, um, banners up in, you know, multiple schools here on the fences at the fields, uh, et cetera. Uh, and we sponsor some camps. Doing it all. You have, you have a little bit of every type of marketing out there. That's awesome. Really spreading the word. What would you say? My, my wife's a marketing. My wife has a marketing background. Uh, I have a sales background. So between that, those two, we just kind of you know spun spun our wheels to figure out how how we could best utilize those skills um, in this particular industry. Yeah, you guys have have an advantage there. I talked to a lot of business owner or gym owners specifically who were personal trainers and then open a gym, and their the business side is is so foreign to them. So that's that's a great advantage that you really have both um, aspects of it. You know, the, the coaching side and also you know the business side. Um, but what do you find is like your biggest way of seeing leads? Like what brings in the most leads out of, you know, the organic posting, the digital ads, the t-shirts, the, you know, sponsorships, what do you find is the most effective? Um, by far the, the, um, the paid, uh, the paid leads, uh, the paid ads are the, the ones that have gotten us the most leads mm -hmm. uh, by far. Uh, I'd probably say 75 to 80% of our clientele have come in through um, our Instagram or Facebook um, ads. Um, we find that the, the ones that have motion, the ones that have um, the ability to um, kind of just express some fun, um, really get a lot of attention. So we're, we're paying attention to, you know, to those ads. And, and we try to, once we, we do the analysis, we try to focus in on those ads and try to do more similar to those. Um, and I have gotten quite a few from individuals that, uh, you know, that have seen our T-shirts or have been to one of our camps um, and they've come in that way as well. So um, being involved in the schools and just being uh, out there um, and I wear my stuff everywhere I go. Um, my, my, my family calls me a walking uh, billboard. Um, I just I wear I wear all of my D1 and D1 Peachtree City gear everywhere I go. Um, and encourage my family to do the same. They get tired of hearing me say it, but I'm like, hey, we got to advertise. Yeah. Um, you know, just getting it out there and, and having people see, you know, see you. And, and, and of course, trying to be fit ourselves, right? As gym owners, you want to look fit. You want to look the part. I'm not a big bulky guy, um, but I try to stay in shape to, you know, kind of, you know, have the image as well. Yeah, totally. I think we're, we're selling a product and a service to people and they want to see that it works and we practice what we preach. So I totally understand that. Um, where would you say is like the area you're looking to grow the most? You mentioned, you know, at first you didn't have many adults. Is that still something that you're focused in on? Are you trying to grow like a certain service or a class? Tell me about that. Adults, number one, right? Adults um, are really where we're trying. And then because adults are more sticky, right? Their schedules typically are pretty static. Um, they, they go to work a certain time. They come home a certain time, most of the time, not always, but uh, for the most part. Um, so really trying to grow that that uh, clientele. And of course, if you got the adults in there, then they're naturally going to be inclined to bring their their uh, their, their kids as well. Um, and uh, so that's number one. Number two um, really is getting into the team, uh, the team training. Uh, we've had a couple of volleyball organizations so far that have trained with us. Um, but, uh, but haven't been able to really get into the, um, the, the teams, like the bigger teams. Um, it takes a, a lot of work to, to get the trust of a high school, uh, coach or even, um, the, the coach at the, at the youth level. So, you know, getting them to understand what we do and how we do it and seeing some results on an individual basis really helps to spearhead, uh, us being able to get into them from a team perspective. And that's how we were able um, to move forward with the school um, that we currently are, are, are having to partnership with 
they were very happy with some of the results they saw from a lot of their um, their students. And um, you know, the AD finally reached back out to me uh, after several emails I had sent to, to him. Uh, he even apologized. Said, hey, I'm sorry it took me so long to get back to you, but um, we're ready. We're you know we've seen some of the results uh, of what you guys have been able to do, and uh, and we want to see what we can do in terms of partnering with you for our strength and conditioning. Um, so that was huge, and that was the AD and the football coach. Um, and once you got once you get those folks on board with you. Um, the rest seemed to fall in place. And now that AD is very influential because he was also the AD of the year for the region. Um, and our coach was the, the coach of the year for the region. So they have now automatically got uh, credit um, in terms of, you know, what they're doing. Um, and so other, you know, ADs as well as uh, coaches are, are looking to, to partner with us as well. So just hoping that, you know, going into the school year, um, once the school year opens back up for um, for the spring semesters and, and winter, uh, that we'll be able to get those inked going into that spring and winter and then moving into next fall as well. Yeah, definitely sounds like a big portion of your job or, you know, the marketing is really networking with people and like building in, in your community? How do you reach out to, you know, ADs, schools? How do you get in touch with them and then really network with them? Yeah, well, the first thing I did is I went out and got every um, address, email address and telephone number that I could off of the websites. Um, and that was number one. Once I got those, I put them in a spreadsheet. I had tabs for every, uh, for every school and every sport. Um, in the two the two counties that we live uh, that that's around us, so it's Fayette County and Coweta County are the primary two counties here. Um, so and then I just started emailing, calling. Um, I had a little spiel that I put together for each one, uh, depending upon their sport, and um, you know talking about my credentials, my history, uh, what we're doing, the history of D one as well, and then um, just continue to just get out there um, again, wearing my stuff everywhere that I would go, going to games. Um, going out and trying to sponsor their camps um, and uh, asking if we could just have our tent up and, you know, what we could do to, to you know, be a part of that. And so that just got the, uh, the groundswell going. And then once we started to get uh, the results and, and putting results on social, you know, with a lot of our youth, uh, our high schoolers that were getting offers from colleges, um, that were getting plays of the week, players of the week, academic scholars of the, um, you know, scholar athletes of the week, et cetera, from our gym, um, it started to pick up a little bit as well. It started to get more attention. And, uh, and we had, you know, parents that would actually put personal um, testimonies um, out there as well that they allowed us, they, they would send me via email or text, and they allowed me to put that on our social. So we would just use that. And, and then we had, uh, right now, I think we got 63, if I remember correctly, 63, no, 65, 65, um, uh, five-star Google reviews, which really helped us as well. Um, the Google reviews are very, very important to um, people trusting you. And uh, we've been able to do that uh, as well. And so, so far, if we can keep that going. I think uh, as we grow our business um, and we move into the facility that you see behind me, um, as we build that out and grow that out, it'll, it will definitely um, be the trendsetter. And we will definitely, I call us, we will be the de facto standard of training in our area. And that's the goal. Yeah, I think that's awesome. You're really getting the name out. You're wearing your stuff in the community. Like people are going to know you as, you know, the trainer to go to for, for young athletes. And then also, you know, the parents as well for having um, those great adult classes also. Um, so tell me about like the sales process. So once somebody maybe clicks on um, an ad or they call, they inquire, 
how do you turn like a lead into a paying member? Yeah, that's a, a awesome question. And it's uh, it's probably the most tedious part of the job. Yeah. Um, we have a portal that everything comes in uh, into uh, from the two different uh, media agencies that we that we utilize and marketing agencies that we utilize. Um, they help us to be able to facilitate that process. Uh, we have a series of buckets uh, that we call them that each uh, of those fall into. So you got day zero, day one, day two, and then day three through whatever. Um, and we basically are just going to call into them. We're going to email, we'll text as well. Um, when we can't get them on the phone immediately, again, we'll we'll send that text out. Uh, we'll follow up day two. We'll follow up day three um, if they if we can't get in contact with them in those first couple of days. Um, we'll also go back and follow up later, right? So uh, we keep them in our overall client uh, database. Mm -hmm. And I have a weekly newsletter that goes out um, and I keep them in the newsletter. So even when they haven't you know, responded, even though they put that information out on our, our site, you know, basically they'll look at a, a Google ad, excuse me, a, um, a Instagram ad or a, a Facebook ad, they'll put their information in <clears throat> or they'll go out to our website and put the information in there. Uh, once that information comes in, uh, even though they don't, they may not respond initially, we'll keep that. And by constantly sending that information out and them seeing some of the things that we're doing and we're highlighting athletes, um, we're highlighting um, some of the programs that we're doing, highlighting our specials, um, they then eventually, some of them call back uh, and finally, you know, email me back or call me back or text me and say, hey, look, I'm, I'm ready. You know, we weren't ready at first. We just put the information out there to see what would happen. And, uh, but now we're ready. And, uh, and we've been able to get probably... I'd say maybe 10 or 15 from the stale leads, um, but we try to jump on the hot leads, the early ones as quick as possible. And that helps uh, the, the sooner you're on the phone, um, getting them on the phone from the time that they actually input their information to the system, um, the higher percentage you have of actually getting them to actually uh, become a member of your gym or at least get one of the products um, that you that you service. Definitely. Yeah. Speed is king there for sure. Um, when people are, are thinking about it, it's top of mind. They want to exercise. That's when you want to you know, get on them. Um, yeah. It's so an emotional buy. I mean, the one thing yeah. that we find out about this, um, about being in a gym uh, or being in a fitness uh, type of industry is a lot of it is an emotional buy, right? They have um, questions about themselves and they may not be confident about coming to a gym. And, and there's something that triggered them that one day. And that one day, you got to find out what it is about that one day. What caused you to finally click on um, looking for a place where you can train? And then mm -hmm. we, just work, we work with them from there. Yeah, sounds like you're very busy. So tell me about your team. Is it you doing all the sales and the follow-ups and the going out grassroots marketing? Or do you have like a big team that helps you with that? Yeah, so it, uh, we had a, a GM as well as myself, um, the primary two people that are working the phones and, and doing the sales process. Uh, we also have just uh, hired two recruiters, um, young ladies that are working our front desk, and uh, they'll also do the initial um, call back into the leads that actually come out um, mm -hmm. on the days that they're off. Um, they, they work you know, Monday through Thursday right now, um, and I'll take care of the, the remaining days, Friday, Saturday. Um, leads that come in as well. So we try to get on top of those as quickly as possible. Um, their main and primary job is to actually get them into what we call an FTA or first-time appointment. Mm -hmm. uh, and those are a, a free assessment. So they can come in, just have an assessment, or they can actually take the class. Um, sometimes they just want to sit down and have a consultation. So we'll do that with them too. 
And, uh, and with that, we find out what their goals are, what their needs are. We hear their story. Um, I, I, I laugh sometimes and say, man, I, I spend most of my time being a psychologist because I just sit there and listen. <laughs> I ask questions and listen and let them tell their story um, and understand what their, their reason for coming uh, is. And sometimes it's for themselves. Sometimes they just want to be healthy for their loved ones, for their kids. They want to be there for their grandkids. Um, for the youth, most of the time, they're trying to get better for their respective sport. Uh, and that's what we work on. And we, we try to you know sit down and, and have a, a goal conversation where we just talk about their goals and uh, find the right program that fits um, not only their goals and time to goal, um, but also their budget, um, because everyone doesn't have the same budget and we don't have the same price across the board because we have different programs specific to what the different needs are. So um, we just really have to, to listen and we call it a prescriptive sale. We sit back and listen to what they're doing and, and work on prescribing the right program to help them get to where they're trying to go. Yeah, I think that's super important. I like what you said about being a psychologist. I feel like definitely in personal training, it can feel like we're their therapist as much as we are their personal trainer. <laughs> so oh, yeah. important. remembering that human side of it and being able to make that connection, especially during a sale. Um, so are you the person that does like the selling and the closing? Or do your you know, front desk do that as well? Or do you take yes. it? Um, they will eventually do it. Uh, right now, I do the closing uh, mm -hmm. as well as the GM that we had. We just uh, recently, he just recently resigned to go into a new uh, new opportunity, um, new industry. He's going to change industries completely. Um, so I'm taking over the GM role. So I've been doing pretty much most of it uh, the last few weeks since he resigned um, and then brought in our new people. So we've been training them and getting them up to speed. My head coach helps out as well. Uh, he's been with us since day one. So he um, he understands the process too, and uh, and when he's not in the coaching role, he actually helps with that that process as well. Um, so we have, we have a team effort. Um, we we definitely work as a team. Our coaches also know about hey having conversations with with the individuals on the floor. You know if they have a specific need, being able to uh, to try to upsell them to you know one of the higher level services like a one on one training or what we call D one overtime, where there's a small group of two to six individuals that may want to train together as well. So there are things that we can offer and do uh, outside of just the, the normal membership. And, and we don't do anything um, open gym. Everything that we do is coach led. Um, so there's no regular just gym membership where you just come in and work out on your own. Um, we make sure that everything is done properly. Uh, all the movements are done correctly. Uh, everything we do is a, in a specific fashion so that uh, it mitigates the risk of injury. So there's a lot to what we do and how we do it that actually differentiates us uh, from other gyms. That's why we say we train different with the D1 in the, in the moniker there. Um, we train different. It's a, it's a set five-star program um, that, uh, that allows us to be able to do it the way we do it uh, and have the results that we have. And, and that five-star program consists of um, 12 minutes of four different um, modules. The, the first module is going to be a 12-minute dynamic warm-up. Uh, and then we go into a 12 minute uh, performance, then another 12 minutes of uh, strength training. And then we go into 12 minutes of core and conditioning. And then we have a six minute cool down period, uh, which incorporates stretching, et cetera. So that 54 minute workout constantly is moving, constantly going based on periodization. Um, and then with that, uh, you know, they, they burn 500 to 800 calories every time they walk in the gym. So for those that are trying to lose weight, we're going to definitely help them with that. Those that are trying to gain muscle mass, we're going to help incorporate that as well. So there's a lot that we do in terms of how we do it that that really helps us to get to where where, where we've been um, seeing the the, the the fantastic results that we've seen. 
yeah, it definitely sounds like a super well-rounded workout. I feel like a lot of times, you know, we'll either neglect the warm-up or the cool-down or the dynamic stretching or the strength training or the cardio, but it sounds like, you know, it's all there for you. It's all encompassing. Um, so I think that, that's really cool and, and unique um, for a training facility. So love to hear that. Yeah, um, we have we have a saying. Uh, we have a saying is, uh, that if you are late, you don't participate. Or if you're late, you can't participate. It's because the warm-up is so important. Yeah. And I know when I was younger, that was probably the one thing that I would not do. I would not warm up properly. And it caused me to have some injuries um, you know, as I got older in life. And so um, the one thing that we really focus on is making sure that that's done and getting the, the, the athletes to understand as well as those that are you know, the parents of the athletes to understand. I know things are hard to get people there on time, but it's very, very imperative that they are on there on time because we don't want your athlete to be hurt. So um, it's very important. Yeah, absolutely. I think when we're young, we can get away with not warming up, but if we create that as a habit, you're going to get older and it's not going to work out for you anymore. You have to warm up. So that's good that you're starting with that foundational with the kids. You know, you have to warm up. Like you're, you're going to regret it someday if you don't. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Um, what would you say is like your, the biggest challenge or the biggest struggle you're facing um, right now with the business, whether that's lead generation, conversion, retention, or something completely different? What do you find is, is the hardest right now? Um, you know, it's probably a, um, it's a multiplicity of things, right? I think the hardest thing right now is always having the right, uh, the right coaches in place, right? Mm -hmm. It's a, this is a high attrition business. It's, it's, and it's sometimes you've got to, uh, you, you can't take anything personal. People have different motive motivations, um, uh, for what they're trying to do in their lives. So, you know, you've always got to have, um, you know, some people in the queue. And that's what I've been realizing over the course of the last uh, nine months, 10 months that we've been in business is that you've got to have that queue of, of really strong uh, strength and conditioning coaches available to you, or at least have the network to be able to get to them. Um, but the, the hardest part for us that we deal with is that we have a lot of scholastics. And because we have a lot of scholastics, they have their seasons. And because they have their seasons, um, it's very difficult uh, for them to stay consistent all the way through the entire year because they're, you know, they got to rely on, you know, parents to bring them in if they wanted to come to our 6 a.m. class mm -hmm. uh, to bring them in in the morning or they have a difficulty getting there after practice because it's late already and then they're in school and so they've got homework to do, et cetera. So that's probably the hardest thing. So you're always marketing, right? You're always refilling um, those that have to either suspend their account or terminate um, temporarily and then come back once their season is, is done. Uh, so yeah. that's, that's tough, right? That's a, it's, a, it's a very high attrition business and, and you have to just be cognizant of that. And that's why you're constantly marketing. You're always um, trying to sell um, your services wherever you go. And that's why the big ticket items are very important, right? The team trainings are very important because that's a, a uh, this is always going to be a larger, uh, larger check coming in up front, which is going to help, you know, to pad the areas when you do start losing people because of the season. Um, we see it coming right now because baseball starts in January. Baseball tryouts uh, here start January, I think January 8th or January 9th. And those kids are already starting to say, hey, we need to um, suspend our account or terminate our account until baseball season is over. Um, and they'll come back, um, they'll trickle back in once the travel baseball season comes because they don't practice as much as they do uh, with high school baseball. Um, but with that stated, you always have to you know, be cognizant of that. Same thing when football season is about to roll around. Um, so we have uh, a cadence in place where we start to um, 
market toward the coaches uh, of those particular uh, off seasons. So once they are about to go into their off season, like we just did with football, um, what we just did with softball as well, we start marketing toward that season as they're getting ready to go into their off season. Um, and then, of course, know that, that the team that's the, the school, uh, the sport that's in season is going to trickle out a little bit. Some will stay, um, but for the most part, they will move out. So those are probably the two hardest areas um, that we deal with personnel and then um, retention of, of our of our, you know, of our scholastic clients. Yeah, I hear that a lot with um, with gyms and trainers who train that school age person because they're you know they have a very limited schedule maybe like 4 p.m to 8 p.m is like the only time they can come and work with you and then you add the layer of like they're in a sport so okay now they have games and travel this many months of the season so now they can only come in this many months at this time and so yeah it definitely narrows and narrows it down um to when you can get that sort of clientele in so i can see how you know targeting those adults will be be important going forward as well so you can kind of fill in the gaps when maybe a sport goes in season and you don't see those kids as much bring in more adults so yeah I can see how that that would be a challenge with that demographic for sure yeah it's definitely a constant uh it's a it's a constant work right you don't you can't rest like we got to I think one I think 164 165 somewhere around there and we were you know trending in the right direction and then all of a sudden here comes that that season hit baseball up all of a sudden we start seeing the trend down so you know we you know we when we start selling the session packs and session packs helps to alleviate some of that pain as well um because they they don't they aren't tied to a contract per se they can come and use those sessions as they need um mm -hmm. we always recommend you know being in the gym at least three times a week at minimum um yeah. and it's hard sometimes but uh but we you know we we try to make the schedule conducive uh to as many uh, of the people as possible so we have classes throughout the day for the adults so that you know those that are working you know uh early they can get in there early and then leave and get on to work um those that are you know stay at home or work from home type individuals they can come in the middle of the day and then those that you know work downtown and don't get home till five or so they can get in there at the six o'clock class uh, and work out as well so we have different times and 6 30 is our la is the last class start time and uh, so we end at 7 30 and we, we close up around eight um, but we leave the gym open if we need to do one-on-ones, if we need to do um, team training in the evenings and things of that nature. So we can go past the eight o'clock hour, um, but our normal hours are six to eight, um, Monday through Friday, and then eight to one on Saturdays. Gotcha. Yeah, that's awesome that you have kind of those backup things in place and extra services um, to make up for those off-season times and those, those weird hours that the kids might have. Um, but before we start to wrap things up here, I would like to know what your biggest piece of advice would be to an aspiring gym owner. Um, a lot of our listeners want to own a gym someday, but don't yet. So what would be um, a piece of advice that you would say to a listener like that or yourself if you could go back, you know, a year ago? You know, number one is make sure you've got um, a substantial amount of working capital to get started. Um, that's number one, because a, a gym is, is expensive to open. There's a lot of equipment, um, a lot of fees and a lot of things in the back end to get going, whether you franchise or even if you open up, you know, um, your own mom and pop type of gym, there's still a lot of back end um, um, things that are necessary to make sure it runs smoothly and properly. Um, but just passion. You know, I, I always said this to my kids. I said, I did what I didn't really like doing, which was IT sales as long as I did so that they could do what they had a passion to do. 
And, you know, all of my children so far are on track to do what they want to do in life. And I've got seven of them. And so, you know, they're they're on track to do that. But now I get to do my passion. And I always wonder what I would have done had I just said, you know what, when I was younger, just did it right. Instead of saying, oh, it's not the right time or I don't have enough money or I don't have enough experience. I don't have this. I don't have that. You know, you probably didn't have enough experience when you were opening up your bakery, right? But you had a passion for it. Um, and that's the thing that's that that's driving me, that gets me up in the morning. Um, the passion behind it. Have a passion for it. Don't just open it just to open it to be a business. If that's the only um if that's your only motivation, you may be successful. I'm not saying you won't. Um, but the passion, I have the passion for these athletes. I love seeing the success stories. I love seeing adults that are trying to get back to their playing weight and coming at 33, 34%, you know, body fat. And then they, they get down to, you know, 18 or 19% or some 15%. Um, and they lose four belt sizes, uh, you know, or, or you know, pant sizes or whatever the case may be, dress sizes. It's, it'll come off of their diabetes medicine, right? And those types of stories are the why. And I always talk to my team about understanding the why. We got the how and the what, that part we understand, but never lose uh, track of the why. The why is the reason why we're in here doing this, um, is to help people, is to service uh, the community. And, and if you have that passion for it, um, you'll get up and be out there at 6 a.m. And, and you'll stay sometimes until eight. <laughs> um, sometimes my wife will, will send me a text. Matter of fact, almost every day, she'll text me and say, hey, have you eaten? And I'm like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> and she'll send some food over or something, you know, um, because we're busy and it's fun. And it's just fun being in a very energetic place. So to open a gym, you got to have the passion. You got to have the energy and make sure you've got some working capital because you're going to need it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's all great advice. You got to love it because it's about to be your whole life. <laughs> so yeah. you got to really love it and have a passion for it. Well, Sean, thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us today. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. Before we sign off, where can we find you? What's the social media um, for your D1? What's your website? All that good stuff. Yeah, so our website is d1training.com forward slash peace tree dash city. Um, and our Instagram is at D1 Training Peace Tree City. And you can reach us there uh, or you can reach us at D1 um, Train, uh, excuse me, at D1 Peace Tree City for Instagram. Oh, excuse me, for Twitter. Sorry about that. That's at, okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'll repeat that at D1 Training uh, Peace Tree City for our Instagram and at D1 Peace Tree City for our Twitter. Perfect. I love that. All of our listeners out there near Peachtree City, visit D1 Training. Um, give Sean a visit. And thank you so much for being on the show today. Really appreciate your time and your contribution. Thank you, Hannah. I appreciate it. I've had a ball. Uh, look forward to any other conversations we can have in the future. And good luck to everyone that, uh, that opens up their gym, or the ones that are listening now and have gyms open already. Good luck. God bless you. Awesome. I love that. Yep. Everyone who's listening, we appreciate you so much. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. 
You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show are Michael and Abby from 406 Fitness in Kalispell, Montana. Welcome to the show, you two. How are you both doing today? Good. Good. We're good. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Of course. I'm excited to have you both here to you know, <laughs> learn about you know, your gym facility. But before we dive into the nitty-gritty business side of things, for the listeners' understanding of how you guys got here, when you guys first established this gym business, what was the vision you both had in mind for it? Honestly, just a 24-hour gym facility that we were happy using. Our set, yeah, well, something that we would enjoy using ourselves and, and, and grow from there as we, we gym together a lot and the opportunity came up to buy a gym. So we uh, kind of decided that'd be fun because we, we, I mean, we spend every day in a gym basically anyway. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's definitely a learning experience though. Yeah. So Abby, you mentioned that, you know, it's more of a 24 seven access facility. Is that correct with open gym? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So are there any other kinds of services there or is it mainly just the open gym? Uh, we do have a few others. I mean, obviously we sell products and we have tanning and, um, we've got the full locker room you know, shower mm-hmm. stuff. Hopefully we'll add in some saunas mm-hmm. coming soon, but uh, mostly it's just that 24 hour access for those people who work those odd jobs is what we're kind of about because we, we know the lifestyle of not always having a schedule. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or so, a crazy schedule like yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, 24 seven access helps a lot with serving more people because not everyone can make it into the facility. If it's, you know, 5am to 10pm, like having those extra hours really helps out. Um, So with that 24 seven, you know, open gym access, I'm curious, how many people are you guys serving right now? You would, you would know that number. I think that's, just under 500 i can give you a look no okay so rough estimation about 500 Uh, yeah i think it was around 550 last we checked something like that okay yeah so is that somewhere you guys want to stop at or eventually serve more people bring some more people in increase revenue we definitely have the room to grow um Mm -hmm. we we can definitely hold a lot quite a few more members two to 300 more, I would say just, okay. uh, with the flow of people, it's, it's spot on, uh, in the yeah. morning you got, you know, your, your older generation. And it's yeah. like, if you, if you ever, you ever been to that, uh, little coffee shop where they get together in the mornings, mm-hmm. we got that group there in the mornings, their daily meetings, very yeah. comical. And, but they, they all still focused to staying healthy and whatnot. And good group of people it's basically a family here all throughout the day everybody knows everybody and it's it's good to see okay so growth is on the mind here that's exciting to hear um 
So what are you guys doing for marketing in order to get those people into your doors? I mean, we're, we're trying to basic stuff. We're really just kind of getting our foot in the door with like doing Facebook and all the social media, social media type stuff. Um, and then we're going to start with a newspaper here soon. Yeah. Uh, we got some ads with some some local businesses uh, in the area, in the Evergreen area, that are going to promote us. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a middleweight uh, belt champion just recent. Uh, he promotes us every time he goes in the ring. So is our name mm-hmm. out there. Um, other than that, people love our apparel. They're buying it. Yeah. Some of them are even non-members just because it's 406. Uh, so, yeah, that's promotion right there. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So mainly the social medias, the newspapers, and, you know, kind of like the brand with the apparel there, because let's just be mm-hmm. honest, people love the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the social media, is it mainly organic or on the paid advertising side of things? It's, I would say more of an organic sort of situation. I, uh, I'm pretty new with technology. I'm not very great with it so i'm still i'm still learning the ins and outs of how to really get our name out there but okay so michael your your take on that uh yeah we we have uh facebook we could definitely be better at that um her and i are both super busy so we we do other jobs as well and that's that's another key in the business i think starting out as well as uh, other other income mm-hmm. helping out, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, we, we definitely need to, to to branch out with more social media. Uh, mm-hmm. I have um, friends that, that that are in the same business, and they keep pushing that on me too. That that's that's where it's at, and that's where it's going. Yeah. So yeah, we do need to get better at that. Um, but as of right now, yeah, it's just uh, Facebook and um, our website. And that's that's it. Okay. So you mentioned that there is some improvement there, you know, that you can do better. So I'm curious, what are you going to do, Michael, to improve uh, it? I'm thinking Instagram and just daily updates, um, Facebook with our training or, or, or new equipment, new mm-hmm. apparel, just anything new we have on a daily, just update, just keep them updated, keep people coming back mm-hmm. um, to check the site, I guess. And, and then they'll see, you know, what, what kind of place we are and, if they want to belong to that membership to our club here. So, mm-hmm. yeah. okay. so with where the business is standing right now, on average, how many people normally come to the door each and every month in terms of, you know, interest in the facility and becoming a new member? Every month. So on average, we get about two to three new members every time someone's in here so that's five days a week so 15 yeah 15 20 yeah that's a week though so yeah we're getting a lot of interest um being a new facility new branding um Mm -hmm. people talking uh monthly i mean without the people that there's very few that don't sign up though they usually Mm -hmm. come in and they'll talk to us and if they do leave the next day or two, they're, they're back or they're calling, or we have it set up pretty, pretty sweet there where 
they get discounts if they do it all online by themselves. We've set it all up where basically nobody needs to even be here if they don't mm -hmm. have to, but the interaction, they love that. We love that. So we're always in, um, we have a key fob system or an app with your phone that opens the door. Yeah. So yeah, nobody mm -hmm. needs it or nobody really needs to be here, but every time somebody's here though, yeah, three, like she said, two to three members a day are signing mm -hmm. up. So yeah. plus it's that time of year too. But I mean, yeah, with that summertime, it was a little slower. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to do. Normally here. happens yeah. in the summertime. Yeah, yeah. beautiful yeah. Montana here. There's, there's a lot to do. So a lot hiking. Yeah. But, okay. Right a few. So yeah. average about two times five is 10 times four, about 40, 40 to 60 new members a month. Yeah. 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 Okay. Lately, yep. So obviously that's great to hear, but let's get a little deeper. On average, how many people leave? Not many, really. So um, the way our system works is it's a month-to-month -month yep. membership. Um, and there's really, I'm, I mean, I think we see an influx during wintertime and summertime just because we have those snowbirds that come through. Mm -hmm. and they leave during winter and then they come back mm -hmm. so we really can't count those people who leave mm -hmm. as easily because they are coming back in a couple mm -hmm. of months mm -hmm. but um, it, it stays pretty steady though but like i said lately we've been having more coming than going yeah summertime yeah, one or two are canceled because they're going back to school or do or yeah. just doing stuff outside and one or two more will come in. So it stays yeah. pretty, pretty even. Okay. Fortunately. So, I mean, that's, that's okay to hear. So I'm curious, let's just say someone hears about you guys, finds you guys on the internet. What is the sales process there look like in order to get them into a new paying member? Like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm sorry. Like, um, like when they're actually signing up and they actually have a choice between memberships or what? What? Yeah. So the whole customer journey, let's just say cold new prospect. Walk me through what that process looks like to go from cold new prospect to new paying member. Okay. So um, basically we let them kind of explore the gym and figure out if it's a good fit for them um from there they can choose from a few different memberships um we really only have one upfront fee which is you know ten dollars just put your name in there or if they want to go in and just sign up up online and do all of it on their own that waives that ten dollar fee and okay. already in the system which means we get their we get their info so we can give them kind of notifications and updates when we have sales and you know upcoming deals like that or new upgrades mm -hmm. that we've been bringing in okay so, so if it's online you know like online sign up it's free but if it's in person then it's 10 bucks yeah and i mean we're we're not really sticklers no. by any means. Well, it kind of promotes them to do it themselves and it gives us more time to spend time with customers that are walking in mm. versus the, the newer generations or really any generation that it's good with technology. 
not mm. all of us are. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, those ones that are, they'll take the initiative to do it themselves. And it's it's kind of a, a bonus for them, I guess, save a little money. And it's also helpful for you guys, you know, being the gym owners, not having to take that much load on at that time. You're able to focus on other activities that may be more of a priority. Yes, sir. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you guys, well, actually with the sales process, roughly, what is the closing percentage? So out of 10 people that may come in, how many people do you guys close for like a new membership? I'd say probably eight, eight out of 10. Yeah. Okay. So around 80. Yep. Yeah. I'd say okay. about 80%. So for sales, um, do you guys do any kind of sales training or is it mainly just they come in, you just have a conversation quickly, see if they want to come in or not, and then hope that yeah, they, they seek us out. Yeah. Uh, we're not too pushy or anything like that. Like I said, we're pretty kind of a big family. Everybody knows everyone. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's, it's not that big of a community, but it kind of is at the same time. Yeah, it's growing. Um, but yeah, I, we let them seek us out. We're not pushy and trying to go out and trying to get members or clients. Um, mm -hmm. They, they seek us out. And so usually if they walk through that door, they've already kind of decided they want a membership. Okay. So, and we, so we also just want to throw this in there. What, what we kind of have going for us is location. Um, we kind of got the monopoly for gyms around us. They're yeah. a little further, but mm -hmm. there's not too many gyms that are 24 either. So you got to factor that in mm -hmm. 24 hours. Okay. So with this business, you guys, what is the main goal in the next 12 months? Mm -hmm. well, well, we're always updating stuff. So we got a few few machines um that i think we're going to focus on up updating um we want to add some some saunas and i think that'll bring in, in each of the uh, women's and men's locker room we got the uh the uh area for that mm -hmm. so basically just upgrading things and trying to get more clients um mm -hmm. as i stated before we got we got the room for it mm -hmm. so yeah um we're always upgrading stuff painting upgrading equipment Mm -hmm. Abby, Offers. what's your opinion? I perspective? I agree completely. That's I'm I I would like it to be to run a little bit smoother with the technology aspect of everything and uh really get our info out there to make it easier for members to kind of go online and say, oh, I can I can get this, like any of our apparel or anything like that. Um, but really that's it, it's just upgrading and keeping things well-maintained and, you know, yeah. A little more advertising maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so continued growth in a nutshell. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So with that, since you guys want to, you know, continually grow here, my next question is a little, going to be a little deeper here for both of you what do you guys think is the biggest bottleneck in the business right now that is holding you guys back from getting to that next level whether that be memberships revenue retention our biggest thing i think that we have conversations about is 
um, finances mm-hmm. as we our our goal in the future is is um, either building or buying our our own bigger establishment. I mean, this place is pretty good size. It's around seventy eight hundred square feet, but the rent is that's our biggest that's our biggest bill and takes mm-hmm. our biggest cut out of what we're bringing in. So if we could get that down, you know, and our, our revenue back a little higher, yeah, we could definitely expand and kind of do whatever we wanted there. So mm-hmm. that would help out. Abby? So. I, I agree. It's the location, it's the pricing, it's all that good stuff that just keeps us open. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm hearing here is that the main goal in the next 12 months is to increase revenue there so yeah. that you guys can get your own location and not have that extremely high rent or right. Yeah. 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 I think okay. our memberships would follow us. I'm pretty sure they would. And there's, there's some other good locations that there is in gyms at it as well. I mean, I don't want to promote that, but yeah, <laughs> I think it'd be a, yeah, we could do pretty good. I think on our own with our own building, our own mortgage, you know, I don't want to rent. Yeah. And yeah. let's be real, you know, since you mentioned that your membership base would follow, if you build that brand, you know, very strong and tight knit, but also serve more people there then they will more than willingly follow you guys wherever you go. Cause they love the facility and the, and like the culture, right? Yeah. yeah. I think we'd always have a, a location here in Evergreen, but there's other surrounding areas that we'd like to kind of infiltrate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and just take so, over basically. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's fun. Um, you guys, uh, we are running short on time, but I would love to ask you both this question here. Cause it gives you both the opportunity to go back, you know, six, seven months ago. Um, what is that one piece of advice that you would give your younger self getting into this gym business, both Michael and Abby? That's, that's a, that's a deep one there. Uh, maybe, uh, unwillingly, I kind of thrive on chaos or unknowingly. <laughs> so I'd probably tell myself not to take on so many businesses at the same time mm-hmm. and just focus on, focus on one till that's established and then get another one. Cause we, we kind of got three businesses all at the same time that we're going back and forth to, and, 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 and we don't want to let our members feel neglected or anything. So we spend most of our time here. So we're kind of neglecting our other businesses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause it's, their businesses that not so we don't not so many people are at so we don't have to worry about that but there's other other aspects of it that that's what i would tell myself i i think is i could see in abby's face she's in bites. full agreement right now <laughs> yeah, I, would, bites, I would absolutely tell you tell you that too yeah, yeah. so yeah but i mean fitness is my passion though i've, I've had it since i was young kid that's my yeah. Mr. Weiss at high school. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's actually interesting because uh, one of my football coaches' names was Coach Weiss. So that's oh, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Jonas, Jonas Weiss. He was actually my, uh, my, my 
my uh, gym teacher and my welder welding teacher teacher a small oh, school wow. so. <laughs> interesting yeah, great guy he's changed a lot of people but yeah so that's where my that's where i come from so it's always it's in my blood for sure so i'll, I'll always want to try probably try to have a gym mm -hmm. it's Abby, it's, been, it's been fun i'm yeah for you personally what's that one piece of advice okay I would strong arm him into not getting us involved into so many, so many businesses at once, like smaller bites. That's mm -hmm. baby steps, not, yes. not large leaps. Yeah. Yes. But honestly, yeah. it's what a ride. It's super fun. Mm -hmm. It's Just the uh, journey of entrepreneurship. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And with that, what you said, I mean, no matter what business you are you are in, but especially the gym businesses and the other fellow gym owners, uh, just having a nest egg, man. I mean, if you didn't prior to COVID, that should have taught you something there that put something away, mm -hmm. help you out. Um, mm -hmm. I can go into a whole new tangent on that COVID deal with, with gyms, but yeah, that would be another word of advice, I think, is just always have a nest egg for your, you never mm -hmm. know what's going to happen. At least two to three months worth of rent and everything else Finances. just in case yeah. yeah so what i'm hearing you know from michael's point well michael's end is have one focus at a time and build up that you know safety net that will hold you up no matter what and abby it's if you're working with a business partner who's also you know your partner strangle them a little bit and have them stick to one thing at a time <laughs> yes exactly yeah okay that is awesome and guys i want to really thank you both for hopping on the show today it was it was a pleasure speaking with you guys today hi guys thank you so much you ever montana stop on by yeah of course and everyone else tuned in today well actually before we hop off what do you guys social media is in your website so our listeners can find you uh yeah. Just 406 Fitness on Facebook is what I what I have, and then I'm not sure what the Instagram thing is. I don't yeah. didn't know we had an Instagram. Yeah, we've got it. So I think but... we may have had it started. We got to finish the Instagram, but yeah, 406 Fitness, fitness. and then right. our website's uh, 406fit.com. That's awesome. 406 Fitness over in uh, Kalispell, Montana. Yes, sir. Perfect. Well, awesome. Thank you guys. And I want to thank you listeners for, you know, tuning in today and listening. Uh, it's, you know, great to serve you guys. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about our future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. 
Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show, we have JR from CJ Trained coming to you from Columbus Junction, Iowa. JR, how are we today, sir? What's going on? I'm doing well, Joe. How are you? I am very, very well. I'm excited to get this in. For the people listening, I got to ask some some pertinent questions of things that were on my mind about CJ Trained as a business. But I'm a big believer in context here, JR. And so for the people listening who aren't familiar with the gym, tell us a little bit about this. Tell us about CJ Trained. What is this gym, first and foremost? Well, first and foremost, hopefully I can deliver all the answers you're looking for. Uh, secondly, uh, the gym the gym is called CJ Train, uh, located in Columbus Junction, Iowa. I recently opened in in December. Uh, sorry, on December first, two thousand and one. So it's been about a year, roughly a year now. Uh, I know when we first opened, we didn't have all of the necessary equipment, but you know, people some people doubted us, some people believed in us. So, but we kept pushing forward. You know, and 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 we continue to continue to. I mean, we've continued to add on more equipment, yep. uh, adding more people, and and to the gym, and and then I, I you know, you have people coming in, and they're looking at it, and, and they're believing in the, in the in the message, and basically the message is, you know, you can come to a place, work out. I don't care what type of level you're in, whether you're a beginner, or or advanced, you know everyone is included you know yep. and so the goal, the goal behind that is is for everyone to, to become healthy not just healthy you know eat well you know think well sleep well you know try to hit all those facets yeah now uh, a year later right i'm sure that we probably have a little bit more knowledge under your belt now than we did before that but take us back even even beyond that here jr what inspired all this take me to the day that the idea popped into your head i'm gonna i'm gonna open up my own studio my own gym what was going on for you and and what made you pull the trigger on this well this goes back to when i was like in my early 20s is an idea that I, i dreamt about like oh wouldn't it be nice to open up a gym in town you know, it's just something I thought of, but at that moment, I wasn't ready. I didn't have the necessary funds or the necessary uh, knowledge to, to you know, basically pull the trigger until recently that I was like, you know what, there's a market here. The market is there. It has it has uh, gotten bigger and over the years, you know, I know other people wanted to, but they didn't, didn't, they didn't move forward on opening up a gym. So I decided to, you know, just... I just decided to pull the trigger and say, you know what, screw it, let's do it. Yeah. If it works, it works. If it fails, it fails. But it failed because of me and no one else. Mm. Yeah. And so we we dove in head first. It's it's an exciting story, and I think for the people listening to this, probably familiar. I talked to a lot of gym owners who, when they started out, we didn't have 
every single aspect of it planned out, but we had a passion for it and we knew I'm going to give this everything I can give to it. Look back on that time here now, JR, you're a year in, what's been, what's been your favorite part about running your own business like this and follow that up with what's been the most challenging part about running this business. The favorite part is seeing people go in, go exercise, and you can see the difference, you know, whether they're a little bit of overweight and now they're reaching their goal because, you know, they lost a little bit of that and, and, and basically telling them, you know, you just keep pushing, keep pushing, you know, it's, it's that right there. It's just seeing that helping other people out that I think that's my most enjoyable knowing that I'm doing something good, not just for myself, but for everyone that comes into the gym, you know, that's the number one goal right there is, is, is helping the customer out, you know, making them understand that, your help is very important, you know, and yep. you have to, you have to take charge of that. You know, I can only do so much on my end, but at the end of the day, you have to make the decision and move forward on that. Now, the most challenging part is meeting everyone's expectations, you know, like, okay. from, like from equipment, like, oh, you, saunas to cold baths, <laughs> like all kinds of stuff, you know, oh, you should have this, you should have that and stuff like that. And I'm just like, one step at a time, one step at a time. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's and, the most challenging part is when you're, you're, you only have so much capital for everything. And then you look at the price tag on stuff and you're like, wow, that stuff is very expensive. Yeah. And, and things two, can rack I'm, up quick. <laughs> right. I'm like, one thing can cost you in the thousands of dollars. And you're like, I just spent that much money on one thing. Uh, I, I, I need to wait till next month. You know, it's like, you can't get everything on one hit you know you you have to just take it on a month-to-month basis especially when when you're starting off you know yeah and i think i mean when we talk about familiarity of people listening that's one that probably hits home for a lot of people clients whether they're paying 30 bucks a month or three thousand dollars a month they're always going to want the latest and greatest the shiniest the new whatever it is. And in our industry, that stuff is expensive and we need to really, really be strategic about when, what, and, and where we roll out expenses like this. Cause of course we want to keep the gym up to date. We want to make sure that we're providing a quality product, but at the end of the day, this is a business and, and money in versus money out is the simplest way to look at this. And we need to make sure there's enough coming in to support the money that's going out uh walk through at least in the latest year walk with me through kind of how you've gone about finding people to join what's what's been successful for you to to find some new members and maybe what hasn't worked so well to find some new members in terms of like a marketing front well i think what's been the easiest and and i think any any business persons will know that is that you're you're providing a product or service that no one, no one is fulfilling. So you basically created like a niche market for yourself because no one else is doing it in town. So you can kind of like, you know, I, I don't, maybe it sound, may sound wrong to others, but you can kind of like monopolize, if you will, if you hurry it up, if you will, but you don't, you don't, you don't uh, raise your prices where they exuberant and then you scare everyone, you know, you keep costs down mm-hmm. to bring more people in. So you deal in volume, you know, Yep. So that way through volume, 
you, you, you'll have enough funds coming in because people are buying drinks or buying other things from you. And then that's going to create another stream of revenue for you. So that way you can get, <clears throat> excuse me, that way you can get, you know, the equipment sooner. So that way in turn, it benefits you, but it also benefits the, the, the customer more, you know? Yep. And then in turn, you, you're satisfying your customer and you're keeping them inside the facility facility longer. Mm-hmm. Because we're we're generally we're roughly away about twenty to thirty minutes away from other gyms, so I'm like, and I know there's there's other people that continue to go to those places because those places are one, they're bringing in a lot more than I am per month. They're way bigger facilities, and, and hopefully I can someday be at that level where, yeah, I can I can provide that type of that type of a product or service. And, and then the people in town can start spending more in town versus out of town. I want to echo that sentiment real quick because I think it's really important for us to to acknowledge the idea of competition. And it's an interesting one because it sounds like you're in a relatively small market. The next closest gym you said 20 or 30 minutes away. But even with 20 or 30 minute commute, it does not make sense for us at least from a marketing standpoint and budgets to go head to head with the big players, the 24 hour fitness, the LA fitness, whatever it happens to be, because they have far deeper pockets than we do. Do you know what I mean? We can't just outspend them and hope that our strategy works. It's never going to line up. We need to differentiate a little bit. Like you said, build this thing one brick at a time as opposed to just dumping a huge budget into whatever sort of marketing plan. Has, is it safe to say, JR, that, that the people that we do have as members so far have come somewhat organically through, through like word of mouth or referrals or, or routes like that? Yeah. So, so we do small advertisement through the local newspaper in town. Uh, and, 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 and through that, their reach is about, Depending on the on the, depending on where they're at, it's between five and six hundred people. So that's their reach. So I'm helping that business out. In turn, you know, I've gotten some people through that. So it's it's a it's a win and win situation for two local businesses. Um, so I'm just doing that, and then um, the goal is to also market through the school because they have like a huge screen, and then it, that way it's constantly. Um, advertising the gym through the school and and that's basically it i'm not trying to market too much where a lot of the budget goes to marketing yes a lot of it has been word of mouth because many people have said oh yeah there's a gym in town oh i didn't even know there was a gym in town yeah you know and it's funny because i talk to people who've had gyms for 20 30 40 years and they still have people walk in i didn't even know this was here how did you guys get here and i think yeah it's unfortunate for our industry, but I think marketing is, is just a big challenge. I think it makes sense when we think about it. Most of the time when people I speak to that are gym owners, they're, they're passionate, they're knowledgeable on the fitness side of things. They wanted to open up a gym for the same reasons as you. They wanted to help people. They wanted to provide a good service. And a lot of the time, we just don't think about how to get that message out. You know how to do it affordably, how to do it efficiently. 
And I rarely talk to somebody who actually knows what's going on in terms of like the Facebook algorithm or Instagram or whatever it is. It's just a, it's just a challenging skill set to figure out how to bring people in profitably. And so I think it makes sense, but we're getting there. We're adding people slowly, slowly, slowly. I want to take me to the next step here, JR, because just leads, just interested people is only half the battle. When it comes to those people actually signing up and, and paying, walk me through what a sales process looks and feels like. Hypothetically, I reach out interested in joining the gym. What happens from that moment until me signing up as a new member? So normally what, what tends to happen is that people ask, you know, oh, how much does it cost? Like how much are you charging? What are your packages and stuff like that? So either I explain to them in person or through text or messenger, and then I send the, the link to the website and I tell them, well, here are the, on the website, the packages are there. If you have any questions, just let me know. So normally when, when usually that happens, it's more like a 90% chance that they sign up either for one month or for, for let's say six months, you know? And then once they do that, then it's just issuing them a key fob for entry and then showing them the gym, you know? Like, oh, here are the racks, here's this, here's that, you know? Here's the equipment and so on and so forth. Uh, other times people just want to see it or just try it out for a day, you know, and they just pay daily pass. And then it's, it's right there, right there is like a 50, 50 where they normally have to sign up for a longer period or they don't, you know, because either they're just passing through town because, Oh, you know, they're truck drivers. So they just have uh, a, uh, uh. truck drivers and they're just want to work out quick workout. And then they just keep on driving. Mm -hmm. You see how comfortable do you feel in and this is a question i like to ask because sales in our field gets this kind of weird negative connotation how comfortable do you feel in that sort of a situation and, and what's your perspective on sales in general i think in sales we're doing well right now it, it has gone up so much and my goal for next year is to hopefully we can generate another probably 1500 per month. So that way I reach a certain amount by the end of the year, because if I can increase it by that much, then by a certain time frame next year, I'm shooting by a say August where the gym will be fully stocked with everything, everything that you can think of at, at for a small gym to do a proper, you know, workout and stuff like that. Then after that, it's like all that extra income that's coming in per month then that's gonna basically be disciplined enough not spend anything and just save it you know just pay your overhead expenses and then after that just save 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 wait for a building to come up for sale or or try to talk to someone that wants to sell a facility that's actually mm. much bigger buy that fix it move everything over there and basically start from square one where <laughs> starting now, now you completely over facility, there, but, yeah. and then it's like oh shoot it's it's bare bones again you know <laughs> as goes building a small business i suppose and so uh, let's let's explore that a little bit you kind of alluded to where we want to take this whole thing we're in a, a relatively small comparatively to many other gyms in this sort of model 
but we want to max this out. We want to pack it with people. We want to make sure all of the equipment is, is top notch and then start putting away some money exploring where this could be in the long term, somewhat of a bigger facility so that we can continue to build beyond that. Talk to me about the timeline of this, JR, because I think it's it's one thing to say that we want to do it and it's another to take action on it. It's a good time to have this conversation right at the, the end of 2022. Is there a date in your mind or is there like an, yeah. an anticipated we want to so, make this move by blah 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 time? So by August, I should have everything in the gym. That's that's my goal. That's the objective is to have everything. That way by the end of by by the by the remainder of the 2023, I no longer have any huge expenses, you know, just your normal expenses, you know, paper towels, toilet paper, whatever, you know. The rest of it will go straight to saving and that's it mm -hmm. and then from there forward i want to be out of there within two years that's my goal is to be out within two years to have a new facility get that fixed put a new sign on the front bag huge signs because we have an, a bypass and then you have the highway that goes through town and i think about 500 people if i'm correct drive through there from different counties in the state of Iowa, different states that drive through there all the time. And a lot of times these people do not pat, uh, do not stop. So I want to be able to put a huge sign on the backside so people can see and do something creative to basically draw them in, you know? Yep. And so, so, so big, sorry, go ahead, sorry. go ahead. So yeah, so it's, that's two years from then. And, and if I can do it sooner, then I would go for, I, I would do it sooner. Yeah, that's the goal. Now, now here's the fun part of this conversation. We want to find a bigger location. Paint that picture for me. This bigger location. What's it look like? What are the services that we're offering? Tell me about kind of the imagery in your mind and what we envision of this business. All right. So I haven't been inside this facility in a long time. So depending on the layout, the, the goal is when you first enter, you have an actual office space, right? And then you have storage. The goal is to provide uh, physical therapy. So I'm talking to someone that wants to start his own business in physical therapy. Now, right now, he's working for a, a company. So I already talked to him. He said that, yeah, he wants to. So I want to build an office for him and do, and do like a protein protein bar. So that way, after every workout, you can you can um, have a protein. So I want to talk to another a business because they do protein shakes in town. So I want to talk to them and be like, hey, are, you know, you want to team up where you move in and I just charge you a certain amount of rent per month. And then you provide your protein shakes to everyone that comes in here. And then in that, in turn, I also want to provide more showers for 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 everyone. I want to provide some saunas. I want to provide um, cold baths, you know, like the troughs, you know, mm -hmm. so you, you can dump yourself in there. Uh, I want to provide a indoor track, if you will. So that way, if older folks do not want to live stationary or, or free weights, they just want to walk, you know, they, mm -hmm. they have the space for that. Yeah. And, and uh, another thing that I've been thinking about is providing a calisthenic station for outdoors. 
Uh-huh. Okay. So if people, if people do not want to lift any weights whatsoever, they just want to do free weight, I mean body weight, you got it right there. Yep. And then and then um and then maybe do like uh like something for outdoors so that way you can push weight or tires or something like that, you know. I mean there's a lot of it sounds um, like my kind of gym. Right. Yeah. And another another thing that I wanted to do was uh to provide a place where it looks like um when you go to universities, right, it, you have like the football workout stations, you know, with the plat. Yeah, something like that, where it's a mix of that, but then also a mix of, let's say, if you want to train for Olympic bodybuilding or, or, uh, or just, sorry, Olympic weightlifting or, or, or bodybuilding or something, you know, so you have the equipment for that. So that way, if you don't have a spotter, the equipment is there to provide that safety net for you you know mm -hmm. yeah it's a <laughs> it's a fun conversation because it's completely hypothetical and and it's funny because early on you started the conversation out with it's hard to keep up with expectations of our clients they always want this they always want that but i think a lot of the time we want those things too it's just hard to yeah. afford them and so it's it's funny even just exploring that hypothetically it sounds like a beautiful facility. It sounds like there's a, a lot of work that needs to go to get to that point. So I think for you, what do we need to do today? What do we need to do tomorrow? What do we need to do the next day to slowly, slowly, slowly work towards increasing that revenue and getting to that point in the pursuit of all of this? And, and this is kind of the last question that I have for you. And we'll start to wrap things up in the pursuit of all of this, JR, what do you think might be a hurdle for you or what do you think might be a challenge that you will have to overcome to keep this business growing is to consistently believe in what you're doing even though everyone may tell you otherwise you have to believe in yourself more than anyone else is willing to believe in you that's what it is because you have to you have to maintain that yeah because if you lose focus if you lose touch of that then, then you lose touch of all your goals. Couldn't have said it better myself. JR, that's a fantastic place for us to start to wrap our conversation up. But before we do that, why don't you tell people where they could learn a little bit more about CJ Trained? Do you have a website? Do you have social media? Where can people go? Yes, I. you can go on Facebook. Uh, you can look it up, CJ Train. I know we do have a website, uh, www.cjtrain.com. Uh, Google as well. I also posted up on Google. Um, also, I did it through Apple Maps, you know, so that way people can search me through there. So, I, I mean, I, I try to use also the, the free stuff so that way it can, uh, do, it can appeal to a broader audience. So for those who are just coming through town and want to do a quick workout, you know, they can do that. All my information is there, my email, my phone number, you know, except my address, you know. <laughs> we don't need that, but yeah, uh, yeah. it's uh, it's an awesome, awesome business that we get to be a part of, JR. And so I appreciate your willingness to share and give us a behind the scenes look. And, and it's very early on. And so I'm excited to see what the future of this and what the trajectory ends up looking like. I appreciate you for, for being willing to share and, and I wish you nothing but the best. Moving on. No, I, I, I just want to say thank you to you and thank you to everyone, you know, for, for listening and thank you for inviting me on. You know, I really do appreciate it for reaching Absolutely. out.
Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Uh, don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.